0: rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program The Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with the series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God.
1: Thank you, Alex, and it's certainly a good joy, my friend, to be on the air again today with the wonderful message of the wonderful grace of God, and have this opportunity to to look into the Word of God and to have the Spirit of God to teach us through through His His Word. It's always a joy to be able to to have God's Word uh, minister and teach teach uh, be, be the teaching instrument, and it's good to have you with us when we're when we're studying here. You know, our time together is not nearly as much. Um, uh, well, much fun. It's not nearly as enjoyable if, if you're not there on the other side of this microphone. And I trust that as you listen week after week, that you're making it a habit to be with us. Maybe maybe you can help us by, by calling a friend and telling them about the broadcast. Get them listening in with you and studying along with us as we're going through the book of Galatians now, chapter number 5. And we're, we're, at, a, we're at, a, at a verse that I want to just kind of park at for a little while. Because uh, Paul says in Galatians 5.18, if, if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. You know, the issue of being led by the Spirit, uh, to know and to do the will of God in the details of our life, that, that's a particular concern for, for every believer. I mean, that's the reason we're believers to start with, is we want to, to do the will of God. We want to know what God is doing. What God wants us to do, and we want to do it. And uh, that's, that's a, an issue of real importance. And this issue of being led by the Spirit, having God lead us and guide us in our life and give direction and purpose and meaning to our life, there's probably not any one issue among believers that, that consumes more of our attention than that. So it's quite startling, frankly, uh, in my mind, that that terminology is only used twice in Paul's epistles. And when he says here, if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law, and in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. In neither of these passages is Paul talking about our subjective decision-making processes based on our feelings or impressions or um, some new revelation that God has communicated to us through what's going on. It's none of that. Rather, what he's talking about here is developing an ability to discern the will of God from a basis of grace through the renewed mind that we have in the Word of God, the, the 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 passage we've already read in Galatians, verse number six, when he says Galatians five six, for in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So faith resting in some understanding of God's Word to us, which works, is energized and motivated by what love. By that mental attitude that values and esteems what God values and esteems, now you understand that love in in in, in paul's epistles and in the Bible itself in general it is more than just that warm personal feeling that you have that ooey gooey huggy feeling that love l u v kind of stuff love is is more of a mental attitude kind of a thing, not based first in our feelings but based first in our thinking processes. Philippians chapter one verse nine. Paul praying for the Philippians that that their love would abound yet more and more in knowledge and in judgment. Well, when he says that your love would abound in knowledge and judgment, he's not talking about your feelings. He's talking about your ability to, to think the way God thinks. That you would it's a mental attitude love, a, a, a love that increases with knowledge. You see, the more you know about the Lord Jesus Christ. The more you know about him, the better you know him, the more you can love him, the better you can love him. And as you get to know him better and better through his word, your knowledge abounds yet more and more, and your love abounds yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, in the ability to take your knowledge and apply it in a judicious, proper, discerning way to the details of your life. Well, that's what he's talking about when he talks about being led to the Spirit. He's not talking about having the feelings, you know, I I just, you say, well, why did you do so-and-so? And so, so well, the Lord led me to do it. Well, how did he do that? Well, I just felt this inner impression that led me over there, or these circumstances came together, and there was this, um, there's a wonderful word we have in our language, is serendipity, the fortuitous convergence of events. And it's certainly, it meant God was in it because of this. Of this thing happened, and, and how could it have happened if God didn't orchestrate it? And therefore, it meant so. In, and 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 Paul says, "When led of the Spirit, he's not talking about anything like that." What those things are are just the uh, the machinations of of superstitious, unintelligized thinking, where you attribute meaning to your feelings when they really have no meaning. Your feelings are, your emotions are dumb. <laughs> they have no intellect. They are responders. They are created in you, uh, in order to, and designed in you to respond to your thinking. You shouldn't run your life based on the way you feel. Now I know that's where most people live, but you're living in, in in an emotional revolt under the tyranny of uh, of emotional rebellion. And you're not living the way God created you to live. That's why it's so frustrating when you live like that. It's amazing to me, but uh the, the studies that are published in magazines and and in, and in, uh, reports in the media indicate that the greatest malady that that Americans face and much of the Western world faces is depression. You know, like duh <laughs> depression? What are you talking about? that's something that results from an improper thinking process. And, you know, that's that's not that difficult to deal with that. It's it's an issue in your mind, and that is an issue of putting the right... You, you program your mind with error, no wonder you come up with error. But if you're led of the Spirit, you program your mind with the things of God. And you notice this passage tells you exactly how the Spirit of God would have your mind programmed, how He would lead you. Now, let me say to you, first of all, that It's important for you to notice that you're being led of the Spirit. Led Romans 8 14 by the Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is personally actively involved in the believer's life, leading us in the fulfillment of His will and of His plan. Always understand that in your life, that Christ is our life, that it's Christ in you the hope of glory. That as I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me. if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead, God the Spirit, is the spirit of Christ that lives, and God the Holy Spirit is personally actively involved in your life, and it is done not in some subjective hoodly do kind of a methodology, it's done. Through the objective working of the Word of God in you that believe. I say that to you, I try to emphasize that to you, because you need to be you need to be rescued from the the emotional, superficial externalism of religion and the external performances. Listen, you're a the life of Christ is an internal residence. that that Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live, but Christ lives in me. And that I, the life that I now live in the flesh, inside of me is where he lives. And his life lives in me, and then lives from the inside out through me. And that's accomplished on an objective basis as my faith, your faith, rest in an intelligent understanding of the objective standard of God's Word to us. That's why he goes on in this passage in Galatians 5, and he says, Now the works of the flesh are these, and he gives you a long list. We'll look at them of things, and you see those things. God didn't do that. The Spirit of God didn't do that. The flesh did that. Then in verse 22, he says, "The fruits of the, the fruit of the Spirit is, and then he lists nine things that when you see those in your life, Those are things that the Spirit of God produced in your life. Now, why would the Spirit, how would He produce that? It would be His Word working in you that believe. Now, I want you to look with me at these two passages because there's some tremendously important instructions in, in these two passages about how the Spirit of God leads us in our life today, how we can know and do the will of God. Galatians 5, verse 18, For if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. God the Holy Spirit, we talked about this last time, doesn't lead a believer to live under a performance-based system. But He leads us to live under grace. Now, as soon as you, you... You see, this is an objective standard that you can measure your conduct and your thinking by. You've been set free from the law and put under grace. So when you see in your thinking processes... The, the the reactionary legalism, a lifestyle that's designed to, to to try to live before God based on your performance, or a lifestyle that is living with others based on their performance. The, if you perform, I accept you. If you don't perform, I don't accept you. If you perform, I love you. I'll I'll bless you. I'll give you my approbation. I'll treat you good. If you don't, I'll reject you. I'll try to shame you. I'll give you the cold shoulder. I won't go along with you. I'll try to get even. Now, whenever you find that kind of of a mental attitude in your relationship with others, you're living on the basis of a performance system on a law system. The Spirit of God didn't lead you to do that. Your flesh led you to do that. You see, your old nature, your flesh, your old, the, the old self-life works on the basis of the law, works on the basis of reactionary legalism. And it's a lifestyle that's designed to resist God's attempts to show you that you're a sinner and to manifest His love and grace through the merits of Calvary and Calvary alone. The Spirit of God never leads you there. What does He do? He puts you under grace. That's why verse chapter 1, uh, Galatians 5, 1 and Galatians 5.1 and Galatians 5.13 have told us, you've been called unto liberty. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, where Christ has made us free. So we've been set free. So the first thing you need to understand about the leading of the Spirit of God is that he, the Spirit of God leads you to live objectively under grace. You've been, you've been given freedom to serve Christ, to live life motivated by love and gratitude to God for who he's made you in Christ. You see, God, the Holy Spirit, leads you to walk uh, uh, in, in, in the Spirit and uh, not to fulfill the loss of the flesh by living in the identity, the new identity that God has given you in Christ, living in the liberty that he sets you free in. So the first thing you need to understand is that you're free. You're free in Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, as many of us as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That is, when you're led by the Spirit of God and and, and you're living in, in, in grace as opposed to law, then you're living in your sonship identity. That's that new position, that, that new identity that you have in Christ. Verse 15 of Romans 80 says, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's why in Galatians 4, we've already studied this, and we've spent some time really delving into it when we we're in Galatians 4, when Paul says that uh, you're, become, you're, the, you're the sons of God. And because of that, God has sent forth the spirit of his Son in your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou are no more a servant but a son. You see, a son is one that, that, that manifests the attributes, the character, the qualities of the Father. And our sonship walk is that voluntary application of God's wisdom to the details of our life. A, a, a child, a, a baby, a little child can can manifest wisdom uh, but there's a difference between a child and a son because the child does it because he's told to; a son does it because he's made a decision based on maturity. And so, while Galatians five eighteen, as many as are led of the Spirit are not under the law. That is, we're free to live under grace. Romans eight four, and, and that sometimes that's scary, isn't it? <laughs> he says, "You're free." First Corinthians six verse twelve it says, "All things are lawful for me." but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I won't be brought into the power of any. That all things are lawful, that means there's a bunch of equal options out here, and I've got the privilege and the responsibility to choose between them. Now, when he says all things are lawful, he said I'm free to choose among equal options. Obviously, in Galatians 5, when it says the works of the flesh are these, God says that's what the flesh does, don't walk in them. So God's given us some, some revelation from his word to tell us where to walk, and he's drawn a circle, and he says, here's, here's who you are in Christ. Everything outside of that circle is, is Adam. Everything in here is Christ. Now, you live in the identity in the circle. You live in the, in the identity that I've given you in Christ, and in that identity, you're free. But you're also competent, because as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You see, you're led by the Spirit to put to death the deeds of the flesh and and to live in your sonship identity to accomplish the will of God in the details of your life. So God, in His grace, has made you free and competent under, under grace. That is, because you're complete in Christ, I, I say so often to you that grace is all that God is free to do for you through the finished work of, of Calvary. Because you're complete in Christ, you're free to make choices and decisions in life. Because of the completed Word of God, you're competent to choose the things to do. You see, God's will for your life, what God is doing today in the dispensation of grace, is fully revealed in His Word. You have to understand God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He's got a plan and a purpose that he's designed for members of the church, the body of Christ, if you're saved today. He's got a plan designed, and that plan is described and fully revealed in the epistles of the Apostle Paul, in the Word of God, Rightly Divided. And you can fully understand that plan by getting into God's Word and understanding what God is doing today. And then you, by faith, can apply that understanding. You can make a a personal application of the revealed will of God to the details of your life. That's what Romans 12 is talking about when he says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. That is to take what God's Word says and to apply that in the details of your life. Now, number one, you're free to do that. You live under grace. The Spirit of God is not going to put you under a performance system. You are free to choose within the revealed limits of who God has said you are in Christ. You're free to live in the identity that God has given you in Christ, free to live in the liberty that He's given you in Christ, motivated by gratitude to God. But you're also competent to do that because his will has been fully revealed in his word. And that, will, that, 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 that word draws the circle of your identity, and you're free to live in that identity on the basis of faith. Paul says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. That word expedient, that means it's not for the best long-term advantage. It's not best suited From for who I am and in this situation, I have the privilege of looking at life, and I have the responsibility, and I am confident to go out into the details of my life and to apply the truth of God's word. Paul said, "I'm all things lawful. I won't be brought into the power of any. I'm not going to get out of the circle of who I am in Christ. I'm going to live in my identity in Christ, And, and the objective is is simply to make wise choices." wise decisions based on an understanding of God's Word, the application of God's Word. Uh, Where there's a specific command in God's Word, what do you do? You obey it. Paul said, I've given you commandments, how you ought to walk and please God. When God says something, you do what He says. You make a faith application of it. But what about when there's no specific statement? Well, then you make wise decisions Based upon the thing that is more excellent. In other words, you you make a good decision in the situation. You say, well, I don't always know what to do. You see, God isn't going to make all of those decisions for you. That's the wonderful thing. He's made you competent to make some choices and to apply his truth. And as you do that, you say, well, what, what if I make a bad decision? Well, then you do what? You fix it. You change it. You go back. You recognize what it is. You go through the problem-solving uh, methodology that grace has provided for you, and you learn from it. You grow from it. You, you, your maturity advances because of it. You see, we walk by faith. Our faith, standing in the facts of Calvary, in the truth of God's grace to us, That's what gives the Spirit of God the freedom to bring the finished work of Christ into the details of our life. And we walk by faith as we take seriously God's intention that we make wise decisions and we take actions based on sound doctrine, renewing our mind, and living in the identity that God has given us in Christ. When Paul says, you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law, he's telling you how to orient your thinking process in life. And when he says you're led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God, he's talking about being competent to make choices in life, having your conscience developed to the point that you can live on the basis of that renewed mind, of that doc, that sound doctrine, renewing your thinking and giving you the capacity to make wise decisions based on an understanding of who you are as a child of God, as a saint of the Most High God. This is high ground. This is high ground in the Christian life. And it's not, I understand, it's not the traditional idea of going around trying to get the big three, you know, the word circumstances and the inner promptings in order that you can find that dot right in the center of the will of God. It's not some prearranged life plan but it's rather that God has this, uh, you know, like is this, this ideal map out here for you that you got to go discover. You, you don't really know where it is. You just kind of pay, play, pin the tail on the donkey and hope you hope for the best. It's not that. This is objective living based on an understanding of who God has made you in Christ. God has a sovereign plan, program for for members of the body of Christ for you. It's revealed in his word. And, and and you and I individually participate in that plan based on a faith application of sound doctrine to the details of our life. What a privilege to be led by the Spirit of God and to walk in the way of wisdom. Can I offer you a Bible study tape that will go on with this? If you If you want to know how to find and follow, know and do the will of God in the details of your life, if you want to understand how to apply that, you know, the big things, marriage and a job and a career and all those big big areas, but also in the in just the smaller details of life. If you want to know how to do the will of God not just in the big big things, but in in all the details of your life. This Bible study will help you. You want to be be sure to be with us in the next couple of weeks as we go through this information here. But this, this study will, will give it to you in one, uh, one clear uh, study tape, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. I'd like to give you the tape. To receive your free copy, you simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. And you request your copy of Knowing and Doing the Will of God. That number again is 888-535-2300. Would also like you to know that uh, you, you can you can write us. Uh, you can always write. You know the postal service still works. Uh, our mailing address is the Riches of Grace Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois 60108. That's Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois 60108. You can also find us on the World Wide Web at graceimpact.org. That's one word: graceimpact.org. You can also uh, on the website uh, uh, find other Bible study information, and 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 uh, you can find these uh, radio programs uh, there that you can listen to again. Uh, when, when it's convenient for you. And you can also order and request the free Bible study tape. But the easiest way to get in touch with us is just call the toll-free number 888-535-2300 and request the tape Knowing and Doing the Will of God and we'll see that you get your free copy. Uh, it's of this helpful Bible study. Uh, my friend, if, if, if you've ever just wanted to, to have, have the ability to, to to know what God's doing and then to make decisions in your life based upon that, Well, your faith resting in an intelligent understanding of God's Word to you. That's how you do the will of God and the decisions that you make in life based upon an understanding of what God's Word to you is, what God's Word teaches you about what He's doing. That's why we talk to you about rightly dividing the Word of Truth, about dispensational Bible study week after week here, because that's the only way, that's God's way, that's the divine method of you interpreting, understanding, getting the profit out of His Word that He's put in it. For you. So we want you to uh, to have that information. In a short little time like this, we can't say everything, do everything, get across to everything that needs to be done. So we, we make these things available to you in, in uh, further ways. So you call and get your free copy, 888 535 2300. The tape's entitled Knowing and Doing the Will of God for Your Life. We also want you to know about other ministries that we have uh, available. One is Grace School of the Bible. Grace School of the Bible is a three year Bible Institute program designed to, uh, uh, to teach uh, the Word of God so that you can get a grasp of it for yourself. Uh, it's unique in, 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 in several ways. One, the curriculum base uh, it, it is following the Pauline design for the edification of the believer. You know, the average Bible student, Bible college follows what's called systematic theology, and that's that's man's attempt to categorize and and, and uh, lay out uh, our understanding of God. But Paul approaches it the other way. Let's let's not use human viewpoint categorizations of, of doctrine. Paul lays down a very simple three-step edification process where well, there's a foundation a superstructure built upon the foundation and then a an observation deck on top of, of of the house so to speak a house of doctrine he calls it an edifice edification godly edification which is godly edifying which is in faith you need to have an appreciation of how god has designed the edification process to work in your inner man and Grace School of the Bible the curriculum base follows the the uh, uh, the edification process for the believer in the dispensation of grace. It also we go through the prophetic program and the edification designed for the prophetic program. So you get a grasp of God's word. You not only understand what God's doing, but you understand why He's doing it. You get the big picture. Now, this Grace School of the Bible is unique, also not just in its curriculum base, but also in, in its in its method of being delivered to you. It's it's offered by Uh, extension through the use of video. Uh, You're not required to come to us. We'll send the school to you. You're not required to move here to the land area and and matriculate through a school here. But our our interest is to help you to, to gain the edification that God desires for you to have. There's an assembly in your community where the word is taught rightly divided and the grace life is the issue. Why don't you call us and let me put you in touch with those 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 folks and uh, uh, you can enjoy their fellowship too. 888-535-2300 is the number to call. we in meet again this same time next week. Thanks for being with us today. Until then, Maranatha.